Recording is started, but you have not called me yet. My girlfriend is looking at me funny. Because <laughs> I'm talking to myself. I don't think the mic can pick you up, dear. Alright, they're about to call me, so no more talking from you. <gasps> I'm just kidding. <laughs> and this will be the last podcast I ever do. It was a joke. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode. What, what what episode did we say this was? This is one five two. Episode one fifty two of the Try Games at the podcast. It is Saturday, Halloween, ten thirty one, two thousand and nine. What are you for Halloween this year, Al? I my co-host. Anything. Um, I am me, Al the Antipode for Halloween. Well, that's scary enough. Ha 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 ha. Fuck yeah. you, man. Uh, uh, I, the host, I'm also nothing. I, actually, I am going to be the host of a podcast for Halloween, I guess. That's as close as I can get to anything other than myself, which is fine because who cares about dressing up when we could be talking about video games and playing them. And It doesn't really matter because most likely you won't be hearing this until like a week and a half after Halloween anyway, given my posting patterns. So it <laughs> doesn't really matter. Anyway, um, as I said, that was your host, your co-host, Al. I am your host, Austin. Uh, he is known as the Antipode on the website. I am known as Mr. Chupan on the website. And our third uh, panel or host or whatever you want to call him, Pitoria, is en route to his recording studio, which is basically his bedroom. Uh, so he will be joining us maybe within 20 minutes or so. Uh, but uh, we're going to go forge ahead because we are pioneers. That's what we do. We pion. What? I said that's right. Oh, I thought you said wait. Um, ooh, and I'm getting an email. Oh, man's oh. coming. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, what was I going to say? Oh, right. Okay. So, we usually start off with what we've been playing. So, Al, what have you been playing? I have been playing Final Fantasy VII all over the place. Oh. Um, I finished Crisis Core. This guy are where, sick? Huh? Let's not talk about that yet. <laughs> <laughs> I finished Crisis Core first, and that was pretty sad. Um, just, you know, knowing what happens at the end of Crisis Core, if you are a Final Fantasy VII fan, you would know what happens. And it's pretty, you know, it's it's pretty emotional. And um, I still don't quite understand, like, the, the whole storyline of how you even got from the beginning to the end of Crisis Core, but... Um, I think that I'll be able to understand it a little more as I continue my journey into the Final Fantasy VII universe once again. So I started playing Final Fantasy VII for PlayStation, and um, I'm a little bit, like, I think maybe two or three hours into that now. And uh, I'll probably be finished with that real soon. I just need to dedicate some time and just go into it. I'm not even doing any of the serious extra stuff, you know, no nights around no um no emerald and ruby weapons you know i'm not trying to level up to 99 and like beat the crap out of everything i just need to get through the story and do whatever necessary extra stuff i feel breed uh, the adamantium chocobo what i said breed the adamantium chocobo there's no such thing as an adamantium chocobo hence why i said to breed it 
Uh-huh, exactly. So, um, I doubt I'm doing any chalkboard reading because that was a pain in the ass when I did it on the PC like 15 years ago. Uh, well, it wasn't exactly 15 years ago. But anyway, I digress. I played that this week. I played a little bit of printing. I was, um, I, I don't know if it's the last boss or not, but I got all the ingredients for the, the ultra dessert. Mm-hmm. And when you actually get all of that, you have to go to this, like, mountain, to this, to this stage, like I mentioned, uh, couple of podcasts ago and then when you do that it looks like the game is going to be over but it's not because you have to fight a boss like right then and there and that boss is super hard i fought him for an hour and i still didn't beat him an hour yeah an just hour. one boss yeah i died like 40 times holy shit because the the boss like it's i think it's easy to beat the boss but the problem is that you have to find the right time to do things you have to hit his weak spot at a certain time, and he, when he attacks you, he has his one attack that reveals the way to get to his weak spot, but that attack is, is kind of hard to predict in the beginning. Like, at first, it's like, what the hell do I do against this boss? And you kind of figure it out. So once I figured that out, then you, you get the boss low in health, and of course, he gets into desperation mode, and he changes his attack pattern. Now, the problem with that is... Uh, he kind of shifts left and right. You only have one plane, of course. You're on one platform. And he shifts left and right. So he kind of pushes you toward the end of the platform so that the end is behind you. And then he gets to this one point where he kind of just rushes so that there's no space for you to stand. So you have to jump off the platform and then do a double jump back onto the platform. And then he uh, varies his one of his attacks. And then the, the other attack that shows his weakness, uh, there's a delay in it such that it makes it harder for you to actually attack him and knock out his shield so that you can actually do damage. So that's the part I'm at. Like, I'm at... I basically can get him down to critical, but I can't beat him once he's critical. Oh. And um, so I spent an hour doing that, and I was like, damn. I was all hot and just, like... Yes, you are. Sweating under my clothing. <laughs> oh, my God, and from that I, Yeah, but I figured it was because <laughs> it was... Because, you know, at work, I was... um I work in a broadcast studio so there's a lot of computers and stuff and inside the area where I work it's all AC and it's cold mm. but in the break room they had the heat on that day I think so I thought I was like why why am I sweating in, in this AC but that's then when fun. I went back into the, the QC hub it was freezing that's funny to me <laughs> uh, let's see so that was pretty uh, I played a little bit of Contra 4 and I'm rusty at that so I have to continue playing it just so I can get get the hang of it again. I'm, I really need to finish it. The DS one like a contra binge soon. When I like try and beat every contra with the free life limit. Oh, uh, you talk, you, you were just continue. talking about you were just talking about the uh, the DS contra right? That's contra four. Yeah, because I got a little confused for like a split second with uh, the contra rebirth for a second. But oh, because I know you were playing um, that before. Yeah. Uh, so what I'm probably gonna do, like what what I have to do first, is unlock the original Contra because it's not available on Wii Shop. And oh, it I think it's not available on Wii Shop either due to licensing issues or just due to the fact that it's available in other means, like do Contra Four. Mm. But um, I want to finish Contra and I have Super C on the Wii, I have um Contra Three on the Wii, Rebirth on the Wii, Shadow Soldier, which I've finally bought, and uh, Neo Contra. I heard that shit was hard as balls. Yeah, Shadow Soldier is like the, like the probably hands one. down the hardest Contra game. 
but I think by the time I get to it, I'll probably be a little bit more seasoned, such that I'll, I'll be able to do a little better on the first, or the I haven't played this in a long time situations. Well, aren't you cocky? No, I'm not. <laughs> so anyhow, um... Don't get penisy. I did something else. What did I do? Da, 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 da. Oh, this morning I played a little bit of Final Fantasy for After Years. And I'm at the end of that, but... What chapter is that up to? Like, out of how many installments, which, uh... How, 11 how of 11. 11? Oh, so the last chapter's finally out. Yeah. So the last soon... chapter was out since September. Oh. So are people able to buy the entire thing at a discount? Or they have to buy it separate, or what? Still. You have to buy the original for 800 and then you buy all the other 10 episodes, or actually the... Wait. I think it's 8 in the middle? Or seven in the middle. It basically there's no discount. You have to buy the the actual thing from the Wii Shop channel, and then you buy all the rest of the content inside the game. So um, it's three hundred points for all the episodes except for the last one, which is eight hundred, and the first one, which is eight hundred. Hmm. And it ends up being like thirty nine dollars or thirty five or something like that. Gotcha. Um, and it, it's super hard. Like they, I was going through some stuff, and. I um, ran into a boss that I didn't mean to run into because oh, I was just looking around, and I just got owned. And now I'm thinking to myself, maybe I really should kind of level up my characters in their individual uh, episodes before I combine all of the data into the final episode. Mm. And it's just so hard to do that with some of the characters. Like I said, you know, some characters don't have heals. And like the setup that I have in the beginning, there's no healer. So there's a space for a fifth character, but I don't know if, because everybody's kind of en route to a certain location, there really isn't anybody who I can pick up. I don't think I have to think about how um, each of the stories ended, mm-hmm. and maybe I can try and pick up somebody who can heal before I run into all these bosses who are really, really, really strong. It's like basically I have one level 40 character, and then the other character's like 20 and 30. Hmm. Having a, a, a an attacking character who's level twenty is not helpful. So, so how uh, how long has has each of these? Um, I shouldn't say each because I'm sure some are different than the others. But how basically how how long has this lasted you gameplay wise? Like how many hours have you gotten out of this whole saga? Each of the tales are between two and three hours long. Okay, and, so okay. Um, so it's a good the, twenty hours in total at least. Yeah, because it's not bad. like eight. Well, not even because there's all right. Just so I can kind of think of it myself is him, him, her, <laughs> him, her, him, and him. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to the website just because I, I counted seven, but I think it's still eight. Um, let's see. I oh, I was doing, that. you said it was 11 chapters, so I was just doing like two two hours times 11. <laughs> oh, Wait, were you counting how much you've gone through so far or how much... I was gonna. I was no, I just you... was counting in total. Okay. Um, um, here we go. FF4 after years. Da da da. Um, how about the original website? Oh, there we go. FF4theafteryears.com. Yeah. And enter. I'm pretty sure it's there. There's eight tails in the middle. Uh, tails. Here we go. There's the original. One, which is three chapters. So that in total is about, I think, eight hours long. Okay. Or six hours long. 
six and a half for me. That first one and that you downloaded. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven in the middle. <clears throat> I was right. They're all about two to three hours long. And then the last one, I think, is another six hours. Oh, uh, okay. So it's like, it's six, it's two six hour episodes sandwiching a bunch of little ones. Mm hmm. So it's that, wow. So it's not even, you're right. It's not, it's like, it could be like 30. Yeah. That's and, good. um, it just, it gets really tough at the end. Like, the last episode, um, it, not the one, not the final, not the finale, but the one uh -huh. before it. The last tale is is freaking hard, but it's if you think about where you are and the part of the game that you're in, it's supposed to be that hard, and then you end up with level forty characters. So I'm guessing that technically you're supposed to have level forty characters in in general, but gotcha. then again, when you look at the scale of it, it your characters are going progressively up between mid twenties and thirties. So trying to grind that out is just a pain in the behind. So that's why I decided to just jump into it. Right. But then, you know, you have like a thousand hit points and you're getting hit for 250. Shit. <laughs> so it's like, okay. Run your one, ass. Character has, Run. one character has almost 3,000. <laughs> I don't Jesus know. Christ. So, um, yeah. That's, well, at least, it's, at least it's not, you know, oh, we have to cater to American gamer who don't know how to play these games. True. You know. Very, very true. It is. It's, it's, it is it's, it's, I could tell it gets frustrating though. Like at some point, it's just like, all right, I, I'm too old for this. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I lost all my progress. Uh, basically, when I got oh. killed by that boss in this final episode, so I was doing it all over again, and then I had to stop because uh, I was eating and whatnot. So I'll probably get back to it. I really need to finish it as quickly as possible. I want to try and finish it over this weekend, but I don't think it's gonna happen. Um. Because I'm trying to get rid of these games. Get rid of. I'm trying to get through these games. I want to get through that. I want to get through Final Fantasy VII. And then hopefully go to eight and nine. Um, get through Assassin's Creed. And maybe try and play something else for Xbox. And get through Okami. I got to play uh, Prime 3 Corruption and Twilight Princess, but in reverse order. <laughs> well. Because I think I might, I might just delete my Prime 3 uh, data. And, and start fresh. Time three and get, um, oh, to get the trilogy. Get trilogy. Yeah. <clears throat> well, uh, Pete has arrived, so we're going to bring him into the call. We're going to take a. What? What's that? You don't know if I love the singer? No. Oh, maybe oh, maybe oh, it's just I don't recognize it how you're singing it, but I, I, don't, I don't know it. What is it? I love the singer about the Muna and the Juna and the Springer. I don't know what that is. It's an old, old Warner Brothers cartoon with the owls. And they they had it was these two owls, a mother and a father, and the father was a big classical music guy, and they had three kids or four kids. Better not bring your kids. And um, the three of the children, the little baby owls, they were all they came out like they came out the mother playing classical music, and then the I, fourth one was jazzy. Uh, okay. And so he had this song. You know what? I bet you there's. There's something on YouTube, but I love the singer. Yeah, email it to me later. Let's let's get Pete into this shit. Hey, bus boy. Sure. Hey, um, wasn't that song in the very first episode of South Park Two when the uh, aliens turned yeah. on the switch? I was gonna say Order. that the, they it made an appearance in the first episode of South Park with Anal Prove and yeah. Cartman sing it. Al was talking about Final Fantasy After Years as well as um Final Fantasy Seven and uh, Contra Four. It is what we've been playing. Uh, is that it, Al? Should should Pete go with what he's been playing, or do you have one more thing that you've been playing um, with your hair? Well, 
the last thing I have to say is that uh, I, in looking for my Final Fantasy VII PlayStation disc, yes. I came across Command Conquer Three, and now that I actually have a DVD player that's worth its salt, I'm going to install it and hopefully play it. So. Oh shit! Nice, um, Pete. Yes. What y'all been playing, son? Actually, I'm playing quite a bit. Um, yeah. I'll start with something that I mentioned last week. I talked a little bit uh, about how I started playing that uh, Shin Megami Tensei Perso- uh, not Persona Imagine the uh, yes, online. Yes, I saw a Facebook play. status about that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, because uh, my Facebook status was like, whatever you know, people who Junior can imagine, and then I went and tried to play the game, You're and like, about, I can't like, five, imagine anymore. <laughs> yeah, I was like five seconds in, I was like, wow, yeah, I don't really feel like playing this anymore. So I signed off, and I immediately changed my Facebook status. Um, but <laughs> what uh, happened? The problem is, I think this may be why fantasy-based MMOs are much more popular or just easy to get into than sci-fi MMOs because Mm. um, it was just, like, there's so much stuff to have to, like, kind of learn and remember when you start up a sci-fi MMO because they have to teach you all this stuff that applies to their universe, whereas fantasy stuff is, like, kind of, you know, it's general knowledge at this point. It's known territory, I see. Yeah. Um, It's like... All these, especially with the Shin Megami Tensei games, because they like have like you know all the demon summoning and stuff, and mm, like mm. there is just it's way too much all at once. And I got through the tutorial the first time I played it, and I was like, okay, cool, I got the hang of this game. So like next time I play, I'll be all ready to go out and do shit. And I started up, I was like, fuck, how do I do anything that they taught me last time? I don't right. remember. So yeah, and it, it just. It seems like it could be a cool game if you have a bunch, as any MMO, if you have a bunch of people playing with you and you get way into it, but. Um, I mean, for me, free-to-play MMOs lack some sort of, like, I don't know, they they just lack a hook, I guess. Like, they all kind of feel the same. Because, like, after I finished, or after I logged off of uh, Imagine, I decided, well, let, let me see if I can find a free-to-play uh, fantasy MMO. So, I went to some random website that lists all these all these free MMOs, and I found this other one called Perfect World International, which is supposed to be, like, the new hotness in free, free-to-play MMOs. <laughs> There's a new um, hotness? I guess I don't know. Oh it seems to, it seems to be like what everyone's everyone in that kind of community is like all about or something. Okay. Uh, so, so I downloaded that and I checked that out, and that's more fantasy based. Definitely more like more akin to WoW. I'd actually say it has a lot like it. It, it reminds me a lot of Lineage and Lineage Two, um, because it is Korean based and you know like that that they have that certain. Have you guys played either of the Lineage games? No, I don't I play MMOs. I was okay. gonna ask if uh, you died as soon as you stepped out of the town. <laughs> I actually didn't get to the PvP area yet because uh, I just started playing it um, a little while ago, uh, and I'm only like level three or four, uh, only in the first city. But in that game, you can do these massive like double jumps, which is pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> um, so it's like uh, MMO platformer, like, mat- like Matrix jumps. Um, like, sort of. Yeah, it definitely is very floaty and shit. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's kind of weird, but uh, Halo jumps. It's a uh, it's at least easier to get into. I mean, right away I was like, un- unlike Imagine where you start out with like this hardcore tutorial, this just has you start out in like, you know, rinky-dink little ramshackle town, get a quest, go out and kill 10 of whatever and come back and, you know, level up and then keep going and then get to the main city. So it's like, it starts you out in the same way WoW kind of starts you out where it just wants to get you right into the action and like you learn as you go. Um and yeah, like I said, everything was easy to pick up because it was fantasy based, and it it definitely uses a lot of WoW style mechanics in terms of its UI and uh, the quest system and stuff. 
but the actual look and feel of the game is much more akin to lineage. So at least if any of the listeners know what know what that is like, uh, definitely if you played a Korean MMO, you you can tell the difference between a Korean MMO and something like WoW or like other uh, other big name MMOs. Chinese um, MMO. What? Chinese MMO. Or a Chinese or Japanese MMO. Well, I mean, what's really a Japanese MMO besides like Final Fantasy Eleven? That's a Japanese MMO. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say like, I mean, definitely, yeah, this feels different than that too. So, um, but anyway, uh, I might check that that out more. But like I'm saying, free to play MMOs kind of don't really have like a big hook, at least, or they don't feel like they capture me the same way like something like WoW did, or um, even like, uh, I'm trying to think of other games like Shadowbane. Um, uh. I don't know. There were other MMOs before WoW, but WoW's been around so long, I can't remember the MMOs I played before. Even Final That's Fantasy true. 11, I like got way into Final Fantasy 11 when it when it first came out and stuff. But uh, yeah, these free to play ones are just I don't know. There's something about them that it 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 makes me think like you know okay, there's a reason why this is a free to play as opposed right, to you right know, right uh, and a I f- subscription. I, I feel like, and this is coming from someone who has no experience in MMOs, but I feel like. Um, I, I'm making a guess that when you say that a free-to-play MMO really doesn't have a hook, oh, it has a hook, and that's the hook that you have to pay for, and you don't want to pay for it. And so exactly. it's like, so they leave all the cool shit out, obvi- and, and obviously that's why it's free-to-play, but then, like, at the same time, if you just want to kind of get into it and try it out, you're not going to be able to, um, you're, you're not going to see all the stuff that they, um, that they want to hook you with because they're going to make you pay for it. So I feel like they should at least give you one little taste for free. Like something something special. Like they should give you a hook for free. That's how crap yeah. dealers do it. I would kind of agree with that, except that like as far as I've seen with most free to play MMOs, it's like the starting areas are all are gonna be the same whether like like by pay, if you were to pay for whatever their additional content is, your starting area wouldn't be this wouldn't be any different. You'd still start out pretty much the same way. And like a game like WoW, as soon as you start up and create your character and in that world, I don't know, I feel like it I feel like it grabs you from the moment you start. Mm. Um Whereas this, it's like it, you really, the game really needs to work at hooking you. But I don't know. It. I see what you mean. It's it's it, less. Yeah, they 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 kind of should design it better from the outset. You're saying. Somewhat. Yeah, I I think I think Blizzard just hit on something like magical. Like, cause I mean, theirs is definitely the like the most addictive MMO I've ever seen. And I don't know what it is. It's just as soon as you start it, there's just something about it that's just like, I'm gonna be playing this for the next you know, forever. Um, forever and ever. But let me move on to uh, more interesting stuff. Uh, some console stuff. I uh, I didn't actually play, wait, but I, wait, wa- wait. I what 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 what? what? I, oh, I just uh, I just uh, don't want to be left behind here. Uh, okay. I was going to say that I think that most of the reason why you feel like you're so attached to WoW is because they, there's that invisible ingredient of love put in, <laughs> and, and then <laughs> and then uh, you know once you really get into it. It, depending on who you play with, of course. Like if you play with Alliance, that love usually lasts till about like level forty. But if you play yeah. board, the love lasts till like level twelve, unless you uh, <laughs> hey, no, <laughs> unless, unless is... you get involved in that Baron's community. But there's there's a point in the game where it just turns from like love to freaking sadism. <laughs> I guess I, I mean I, I personally never reached that point because the highest I ever made it in WoW was 52 and or 54 and that was like back in old WoW when 54 was actually like you know like almost you know because that was when, when it meant something was you mean when it was eight levels from 60 yeah yeah and uh, like there wasn't you know all the new end game content and stuff so like like then it wasn't um it was uh it didn't 
at 54, like, once I hit 50 is where I felt like, you know, the real grind and, like, you know, the sadism set in and stuff. But, like, uh, everything up until that point was just a blast. Of course, at that point, that was when it was new and, like, all my friends were playing. But, yeah, mm-hmm. well, I don't want to get into a huge WoW discussion because, yeah. Yes, we've let's done not. that let's enough not. on this <laughs> podcast. And I know how much Austin loves it. Um, are those uh, WoW discussion faces, Austin? <laughs> No, I just felt like putting the peaky face because I thought it was funny the last time I did it. What, were you, what else have you been playing? Okay, so I didn't actually play, but I oh. had intentions. Oh. I had intentions of playing, and didn't play because I watched my girlfriend play it. I brought home Africa. Um, mm. the, <laughs> yes, the uh, the PS3 Safari game uh, where you don't actually hunt anything; you just take pictures. Uh, I like. I checked it out from my place of business. And um, brought it home, and I was gonna play it, but I like I knew my girlfriend would like it, so I was like, "Well, why don't you start playing it, and I'll watch you play it for a little while." And uh, so she played it for probably a good like at, at least three hours, I think. Um, and I don't know, like the game. <laughs> I don't know if if I was okay. Well, watching it, I was being put to sleep. Let me just say that I like was got very bored towards like the latter half of her playing time, um, just because it really is just uh. Go to you. You start out at this base camp in some on some African like safari thing, whatever, and uh, they give you a camera and tell you, okay, go take pictures of this. Well, the first thing is just go take pictures of animals, but then they start getting specific. Like they want a hippo yawning or a giraffe taking a drink out of a uh, like pond or something like that. So, uh, like that's all it is. Is then you go out on this jeep thing and. The, I mean, eventually I guess you get to drive the Jeep yourself, but I didn't see her actually play that part because I was pretty much falling asleep at that part. But in the beginning, you uh, have this other AI guy driving you around to the specific locations to take pictures of these animals. Um, and, yeah, so you go there and then you sit in a bush probably for like 10 minutes waiting for the animal to do its specific action. And then you oh. try to snap a picture of it really quickly. Sorry if you can hear that truck outside. Uh, uh, I'm just but, thinking uh, about sitting in that location and waiting and waiting and waiting. What's that? I'm just thinking about sitting in that location, waiting and waiting and waiting for the animal to, you know, shit or or drink or whatever. I don't, I don't, I don't think the animals actually poop in the game, which is kind of annoying, because um, <laughs> that would that would that would be all my pictures, and yeah. there's no uh, no animal <laughs> fucking either. Sorry. What else would you take? <laughs> um, it's all about the feces. But uh, she actually looked like she was getting impatient too. I mean, she was like kind of fidgeting and like wanting to wanting to do stuff like in the game but like you kind of just have to sit there because if you like move the wrong way or get too close or something you They'll scare the you, animals yeah. off so it's it's definitely a, a patience is a virtue type of game and i mean it's not very exciting and the sound quality actually seemed kind of weird like the sound like of her footsteps was way loud and did not seem to be in it didn't seem to match up with like her moving through the environment, like on this like, on the on this what looked like low cut dry grass. Like, yeah, really... I was gonna ask you about that. What? Like, keep going. Uh, keep going with your description of the sound. Uh, I'm gonna chime in after. Oh, uh, I mean that's pretty much it. It's just, it sounded like it sounded like she was walking through jungle environments when she was walking like on like a savanna or something. <laughs> um, and uh, the animals. I mean. They weren't really making very men- much sounds. I mean, maybe she. I know she went to and found elephants later on, but I didn't see that part either. Uh, I don't know, like, what the sound quality is on animals that make a lot of noise. But the simple animals, like birds and monkeys and stuff, they have their little, like, you know, chirps and yeah, chirps and chitters. But they're not like 
especially pronounced or like you know you're not like oh my god that sounds so good uh so that was a little bit off and then the actual visual quality isn't really super amazing either yeah that's what i want to ask about yeah because i mean you know they showed that that trailer at the e3 along like was e3 2005 or whatever uh yeah and that was like photorealistic. if it wasn't actual video footage i'm not sure uh you know that could that was pretty much like a whole in a way it was a whole nother uh kill zone type of thing where like that probably must have been their, their target footage for what they would have wanted africa to be and it came out looking just like a game um i mean yeah go ahead I was watching the Giant Bomb quick look, and I'm looking at, A, the character models. Oh, they did and, do a quick look. I didn't get two, a chance to see it And two, the yet. grass, and some of it was like a muddy texture, and I'm just like, what? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, uh, the animal textures probably look the best, because, you know, they really wanted to, like, make the animals stand out, and that's what the whole point of the game is, to take these pictures right. of the animals, so you want the pictures to look really good, because that's what you're taking pictures of, or the animals look really good, because that's what you're taking pictures of. But even then, I mean, they, they still look like video game animals. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But I don't know if you're if you're a really casual type player. If you're somebody who bought the uh, the Endless Ocean game for like Wii and love taking pictures of fish, well, then this could be a game for you. But otherwise, it is pretty boring. And um, yeah, they should have just let you shoot the animals. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, what I want instead. Uh, you just mentioned it, and I forgot what the name was already. My my brain is shot. What was the what was the diving thing for the Wii? Oh, endless again? ocean. Endless ocean. I'd rather have that, but have that also be on PS3 or 360 because yeah, like, for me like uh, you know whenever I watch you know shit like Planet Earth you know on Blu-ray and stuff like my favorite parts are always the aquatic ones. Yeah, because it's more in- it, it, well for me at least it's more intriguing because it's more foreign to us. We don't live in the water. We don't know what it's like. And so right. to to see this and explore it is more fascinating than trying to watch a rhino poop. Plus you know? because it's underwater. Like. It, plus with it being underwater, it definitely it can fudge the lines between, you know, like like it doesn't have to look exactly realistic and to you it might still look really good because right. it's not like you're seeing like these beautiful fish or like sea life like up close all the time. Right. Um what they need to do with games like that, though, I think is they need to introduce some other kind of elements besides just the photo taking. Or they need, like, I, don't, I mean, I don't know if multiplayer would make it any more fun, but, like, if there was, like, you know, if there was multiplayer and then it was, like, a competition between Yeah, have, your, like, a, like, have like, a photo scavenger hunt. Yeah, something something to make it more gamey besides just go out and take these pictures and then we're going to ask you to take more pictures. <laughs> but at the same time, make it look not gamey. <laughs> so. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Africa. But, okay. Okay. And then the other thing I've been playing, uh, or Al, did you have anything you want to say about Africa before I leave you behind? I have nothing to say about Africa. Okay. Um, the other game I've been playing is Forza 3. Mm. I uh, I checked that out from uh, my place of business. and That's what I'm going to refer to it as from now on. Your rewind <laughs> button, infinite rewind. Which uh, it is what I wanted to talk about, because I only played a little bit of it. I actually spent, the, my first night I had it out, I uh, spent... Uh, maybe half hour racing and two to two and a half hours painting. Um, so yeah. I already got my I already got my first card done, and uh, I'm hoping to get some pictures up of it up online um, before I have to bring the game back because uh, like I actually redid a car that I did in Forza 2, and I would like to compare the uh, the like visual style and like see if there is a major difference if I can get because I have a I have a picture of that car from Forza 2 online because with Forza 2. When you took pictures in game of your cars, you could upload them to a server that you could then access, like th- from your PC, um, to like get your pictures and stuff. 
Uh, I don't see a way to do that in Forza 3, which um, my girlfriend just reminded me of another game that I've been playing. So before we get too far, I'll remember to mention that too. Uh, with Forza 3, I don't see a way... Write it down in the chat room. I don't see... Uh... Okay, write it down in the chat room. Writing it down. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I don't see a way to do that yet to access the pictures and stuff I'm taking in Forza 3 from my PC. But uh, yeah, anyway, besides that, back to the game. So, painting, I want to start with painting since I spent most of the time doing that. Uh, it's, <laughs> that was a door closing, by the way. Uh, that weird, loud creaking. Right. Um, we don't really hear that stuff. Oh, okay. My, my waveform shows it picking up, so. Continue, uh, sir. The, um, the painting is easier and harder than Forza 2. Easier because you have a grid now, a flat grid to paint on, whereas in Forza 2 you had to paint on the actual cars. But harder because now, like, okay, the car, like, I'll, I'll take an example from something I did in Forza 2. I did a, uh, I did the Dead Rising, like, actual, like, lettering, like, the, the, the name, Dead Rising, on yeah. the side of a car. And I got it specifically looking like the way it looks on the box art or anywhere you see it. Like, it's that, you know, iconic, the way they do right. the name now. Um, and on the car, it was easy because I could manipulate like I just painted the car black and then I could manipulate the geometric shapes to cut out the lettering that I needed whereas on a grid your grid is white uh you can put down a colored box on the grid if you want to work with but uh then like what you have to do is you put down that colored box and then you're like going to have to uh paint the car to match that colored box so it's a little bit weird um it may not make sense the way I'm describing it I'm not sure but uh if they were going to go with the grid system, they should have had a, an option to use a transparent, or not transparent, like a uh, a some a, a special color where it was like a layer, but it it covered your artwork, but was transparent to the color of the car, um, because oh, so with like it a being, mask, yeah, with it being ge- geometric shapes, you have to like kind of like fudge your way around things, you know, like like layer certain shapes on top of others to get the final result that you want. So, for instance, uh, okay, if I, oh man, see, I'm trying to figure out a way to describe this. Uh, well, I'm not going to describe it. I'm just going to say that the painting is, I really like the painting on the grid system, but it's hard for the things that I like to do. It would have been much easier to uh, just paint paint it uh, right on the car or to have these like these special layers I'm talking about. Um, because, th- I mean, my main, my main problem with it is that now with the marketplace, you can sell uh, the vinyl shapes, like your like your artwork, as it, it as in 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 and of itself, as opposed to on the car, because in Forza 2 you could just sell a car that was painted however you wanted. Um, you could sell the 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 vinyl group as a skin for other cars and stuff, I think. But like you couldn't specifically sell like if I made the Dead Rising logo again, I could sell that, and then people could just take that and slap it on any anything they want. Um, where you couldn't ex- specifically do that in Forza 2. So, but for me, the way I make my stuff is I would have to sell it as a car because if I tried to sell it as a logo, people might be confused and they would just see these like weird colored, like if they have their car painted, you know, blue and try to slap my black Dead Rising logo on it, it's going to look really weird because of the weird splotches of black and stuff that I needed to mask certain things. Um, yeah. Uh, does that make any kind of sense? No, but that's okay. I got okay. the masking part. And I you got, know what? I got the it'll make sense part. to people who actually are into yeah, Forza and painting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, good on you people. <laughs> uh, but for the driving part, um, 
the uh, I mean, I already explained. I talked about it in the demo and stuff. You know, the driving is uh, fantastic, and uh, I like um, I like the game. I like the uh, the the fact that it's it's not so simmy that like it shuts because I'm a I'm a you know a guy who likes burnout and stuff. Right. I like the arcade racers, and I'm not really into sim, but Forza was the one that got me into sims, and that's because it is so adjustable in terms of its difficulty and what you like right. and uh, things like that. Um, and actually, like. I've started again to the point where I'm actually getting into the more sim aspects of it, uh, where um, when I started the game, I didn't even realize it. Uh, it asked you to pick a difficulty level like easy, medium, or hard, or whatever, based on your uh, skill with these type of games. And I picked medium because I had played Forza 2. And even on medium, they put things on like the full driving suggestion line and auto braking and just... I mean, I'm not really sure what, what more they could have turned on for easy, but... Uh, I actually didn't realize what they had turned on. I just picked medium and started racing, and I was like, "Wow, you know, I'm doing pretty good. I must have, I must have retained a lot of skills from playing Forza 2." And uh, after about maybe, uh, like, I've played a little more since my first time, so like now I'm about like probably two hours into the racing aspect of the game. Uh, after about the first hour worth of play, I decided to check out what they had turned on or what the options were. Uh, oh yeah, uh, so I um <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> we, I gotta shut up. Uh, so, I uh, I've switched off of some of the options and stuff like auto braking and the driving line stuff, and it's definitely gotten uh, harder for me and more of a challenge. But uh, I'm still enjoying it a lot, and I don't know what else to say about the game because I, yeah, just got all screwed up looking at the clock. Have you uh, stopped? But, have you one well, one thing before? Uh, have you stopped using, or have you been able to curtail your? Uh, usage of the infinite rewind. That's what I wanted to talk about. That's why I brought up the game. Yeah. Um. Was that I've no I I remember I said that like with it being there I would end up using it because I have no willpower or something. Yep. What that's what I talked about in the demo. Actually, it's been there and I haven't used it once. Um. I've come in like I haven't come in dead last or anything. Uh, I'm good enough to at least come in like mid pack to front. I mean I've had a few races where I've come in first and then somewhere I've come in like fourth or fifth. We're so proud um, of you. <laughs> but yeah, like those ones where like I do fuck up or something, I don't rewind. I just you know take my lickings and keep on tickings. <laughs> um, oh God! <laughs> but uh, I think the reason why I don't use it, honestly, I still don't think it's a matter of willpower. I think it's the fact that the back button is in such an awkward place that mm. while you're racing, like it would, it for me it feels like it would throw me off to like even though it, even though it wouldn't matter if I mess up at that point because I'm rewinding. I feel like it would throw me off to reach up and hit the back button. It feels clunky. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad it's in a spot that, like, if they had put it on, like, you know, X or something, then it would have probably been a problem. But, yeah, because it's on the back button and I just don't even think about it, I just play the game. And um, so it doesn't bother me that much. And I did hear someone say that there was a way to turn it off. I haven't seen that yet. But uh, it doesn't really seem to matter to me. Um but Forza 3 is awesome. Uh, if you were at all into Forza 2 or you're all into, like, racing games, uh, for everything it offers, the sim aspect or the, like, more arcadey aspect, if you don't like that, the paint, the amazing painting feature, uh, the marketplace where you can buy cars uh, or just, uh, you know, logos or vinyl groups or whatever. You can also buy... I'm not good at the tuning, so I'm able to just, like... There's, you can either buy tuning setups out of the marketplace or the game itself has a quick tune option which you just hit a button and it says, okay, these are the parts you should put in your car. And I'm like, okay, that sounds cool to me. Yeah. And then I race better. So uh, it, it, I really think this may be the racing game for like people who – like the racing game to kind of like encompass all 
people who like people who like any kind of racing game. Um, I mean, it's still more simmy than arcade, but you can make it more arcade than you could in the past. So I definitely would suggest this. It's an amazing game. Uh, and then the last game I want to talk about real quick is Wii Fit Plus because uh, my girlfriend has been wanting Wii Fit for a while, and with Wii Fit Plus out now, she just went and bought that instead. And um, I didn't even realize it's it's basically all of Wii Fit with just some additional games. I guess that's why they call it Wii Fit Plus. Oh. Uh, it doesn't actually use the Wii Plus, the Wii Motion Plus, so that's kind of like a bit of a confusing like naming convention now. Because now anything that is going to have the word Plus on it, people are going to think is going to use the Wii Motion Plus. Uh, but yeah, the plus in this just means that it has additional games. Uh, and I mean, I actually, it, it's a Wii game. So it's one of those things where like, you I kind of played it once and like, like with Wii Sports Resort, like when I picked that up, we played it once and we actually haven't played it since. And I don't know if, if I'm going to play Wii Fit Plus again. I mean, she might, cause she's into the whole exercising yoga stuff, things like that. Um, but I'm not so much into it. But in terms of the games, uh, there are some interesting games in it. The, the some of the new stuff. I'll I'll just go over a few of the new games. Like, there's a game that's uh, skateboarding, um, which kind of is like makes me think of okay, this is what Tony Hawk Ride's gonna be like. Uh, you turn the Wii uh, balance board sideways, and you like actually kick off the ground with your foot and stuff, and then you like gotta lean on the board to you know turn and when you hit. Uh, obstacles you can't actually jump off the board because you know they tell you right in the game do not jump on the Wii balance board uh, but you just bend your knees and stand back up to in- indicate a jumping motion and he- like the-, the little me guy will automatically do tricks uh, and um, it's uh, it's cool and stuff it's fun you know but it's it makes me realize that uh, I mean even obviously Tony Hawk Ride will like uh, have a lot more it'll be a lot more in depth in terms of its controller and stuff, but yeah, I don't want to stand on something and play a skateboarding game. <laughs> I'm okay with just using a controller. Uh, yeah, otherwise, I if it got to that level for me, I'd rather just go out and try to learn how to skateboard, which I don't want to do anyways. Yeah, I'm too that, old for that. I'd like break my ass. That's why I want to use a controller because I don't want a skateboard. Yeah. Um, and then uh, just it's got uh, it's just uh, okay. I don't even know. It's. I'm I'm totally like fumbling here because I'm worried about the time, so I'm just gonna stop here and say Wii Fit Plus is a game for people who liked Wii Fit and want additional games. Yeah, I think they're phasing out the original one. Like this is, it's not like you're gonna be able to choose between Wii Fit and Wii Fit Plus. Like Wii Fit Plus is going to be the product that's out there on the store shelves and everything. And... Yeah, a uh, quick story because this is just funny and uh, makes me makes us look dumb. Uh, we actually didn't realize, like I said, we didn't realize that Wii Fit Plus was the same with more games. So when we went to buy it, she bought, also bought a used copy of Wii Fit. And as Oops. we were leaving, I was like, I wonder if you actually needed to buy that. I mean, I wonder what's actually in Wii Fit Plus if you're ever going to actually even play Wii Fit. She's like, well, it probably has different, some different games. I was like, I'm going to look online when we get home. And we got home and I looked online and that's where I found out that it says everything about it being just the same thing plus more. So yeah, they're definitely, they're just replacing Wii Fit with yep. Wii Fit Plus phase out. Yeah. Uh, and so, that's it. I'm done. What's our topic? Or did you already go- wait, did you already I talk about your games? I did not talk what I've been playing about. about oh, do yes. that! Yeah, that's why I was, yeah. That's why my sentence was grammatically incorrect and had no sense of grammar, because I, yeah, shut up. Um, GameSpot sent me Space Invaders Extreme 2 to play. Now, have either of you played the original Space Invaders Extreme? No, no. and what system did they send it for you on? Uh, DS. Okay. 
Uh, I, I believe they had to put it on DS because of the way that they built the some of the game modes. Um, it's a bit of a challenge. Wait, to, is it only on DS? Uh, I don't know, but like I I feel like uh, the way that this game was I, I can look it up real quick. But I feel like the I, like I like I said like I just said the way that this game was built, um, it wouldn't work the same on the PSP unless they changed up significantly how it worked. So um, in other words, it, it it makes use of the second screen. Okay. Um, Space Invaders Extreme Two, but like, yeah, I don't, I don't know how the how the first one was, and I've and I had always wanted to play it. So the challenge is that I, now I need to hunt down the first one, so I can figure out um, what the differences are, really. Um, but um, I'm looking here, and it says that Space Invaders Extreme Two is only on for DS, or at least that's oh, okay. the only that's the only search result that's coming up. Uh, Probably for, for now, I'm sure they'll port it to other things somehow. Right, if they can get like a vert a vert screen, or if they can make it playable on the PSP using the vertical, like, turning it vertically. They actually have a, a shooter on the PSP in Japan that was meant to be a vert shooter, and you would hold the PSP vertically, and, like, just do this weird thing with your hands where, you know, you, the buttons were on top, and the analog nub was on the bottom, and you'd have to, you know, play it with your hands in this weird goose motion. So, um, goose neck formation. But, um, it's, uh, w without talking about the first Space Invaders Extreme, so anybody who's played that, forgive me for, for repeating stuff, but um, it really, really ramps up the original formula, um, more so visually at first than gameplay-wise, but then you start to get into it, and it's, it's, a, little, it's a little interesting. Um, it's similar in spirit, I think, to what they did with Pac-Man, for yeah. Pac-Man CE, in that, not in the whole, like, okay, you've got a five-minute game, just go, and it's about points. But in terms of saying, here's the old gameplay, and we're going to make it awesomer than it used to be through a combination of, like, bringing old conventions up to new standards, such as, like, comboing and, like, color matching and all that shit, which I know Pac-Man doesn't do, but it was, it was about combos, right, um, in, in a sense. And um, making it flashy visually and, 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 and aurally, you know, the sound is going to be... So, when I first turned on the game, there was all this shit going on in the background. All these colors flying around and, like, this announcer going, you got it! Or, don't mess up this one! And I'm, I'm like, what, what, what the fuck is going on? Like, I don't... I'm just shooting shit. Like, I did not know <laughs> what was going on. I'm like, this is not bode well. So I, I finally opened up the instruction booklet and learned how it's supposed to be played, and I was like, oh, now it makes sense. Okay, I get it. And it, it's it, So word to the wise, like usually games these days you can open up and start playing. For this one, you want to take a, a trip through the instruction manual because as far as I was playing, it doesn't take you through, even beginner mode doesn't take you through like, okay, this is what you need to do. So basically, um, the, the general core is the same, right? They've got little aliens that are coming down row by row at you and you have to shoot them. No big. But the, the emphasis, again, is on score or on time attack or whatever, um, and they give you these little goals to do. So, th so the first immediate thing you can do is the aliens come in different colors, and they also you know, come in different formations. So you can, um, you can get bonus points for shooting four aliens of the same type of color in a row. You, you break that chain if you um, shoot a different color. But that's okay. Actually, the chaining in this game is, is, is re retarded simple. It's just like keep shooting enemies. That's it. Like, if you shoot down five enemies really quickly, you get a five chain, and you keep on... If you keep on shooting enemies down, you keep on getting adding to that chain. So I think it's a time-based thing. Like, if you wait too long, then your chain goes away. But anyway, that builds up the score. Um, you can get special weapons by shooting four enemies of the same color in a row. You can get a special point bonus by shooting four enemies of the same shape 
in a row. You can get a point bonus by getting rid of a row of enemies first before hitting. So, like, you know, like the original Space Invaders, they all come down in rows, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you shoot down the first row without hitting anyone else, that's a that that's a multiplier bonus or that that gives you bonus points. If you shoot a column of enemies without shooting anyone else, that's a bonus. So there's all these opportunities to get little score bonuses. Um, and then if you happen to shoot uh, uh, four enemies of the same color in a row twice, then like the, that little UFO on the top of the screen comes out, and if you shoot that, you get thrown into a bonus mode where you have to like shoot some big-ass enemy that's on the top screen of the DS. That's kind of why I said that it might not work on other platforms without a vert screen, because like they, they, they stick big like mini-boss enemies on the top screen when you go into bonus mode. Meanwhile, all the smaller enemies are on the bottom screen that kind of shield the top enemy from, like, uh, that shield the mini-boss enemy from, from you being able to hit it. So you have to break through that, and it, it's, 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 it just goes all over the place. And then, if you successfully beat that thing, you go into fever mode, where every enemy just takes one hit to kill, and, like, like they throw out coins whenever you kill them, and you have to, you have to collect that. Um, and then there's a bingo mode, <laughs> that you can randomly go into, where there's like a 3x3 three three grid on the top screen with different colored boxes, and in order to activate all the boxes on the top screen, you have to shoot enemies down in a certain, like, it goes back to that whole, like, four-color thing. It, it, it's like, everything that I'm saying to you will not make sense, and it, it will only make sense once you read the instruction booklet and then play the game. Like, just reading the booklet is not going to do you any good. Just playing the game is not going to do you any good. Just listening to this is not going to do you any good. But once you like put that all together, then you're like, oh, this is fucking crazy. I don't know if I want to play this. And then you play it, and you're like, I, I kind of do want to play this. This is pretty fun. Um, so I don't know, again, how the first one went, but if you never played the first one, uh, this is so far just as good. I They keep on sending me games where like the, the, the DS games that I play are pretty decent, and the PSP games are shit. Like, I don't get it. Like, they sent me... Okay, so they sent me that Undead Knights thing, you know, with the Quinta Kinti backwalking. And they sent me, like, <laughs> Holy... They sent me Holy Invasion of Privacy, which I, you know, I wasn't that big a fan of. Um, and they sent me all this other random shit for PSP. Bomberman Land, which was kind of shitty. Um, but, like, for the DS, they sent me uh, the, the new Suiko- Suikoden game, which was pretty good. Uh, they sent me... Uh, Suikoden? Sweet, Gordon. They sent me Legend of Kage 2, which was pretty good. They sent me Bleach 2, which is an awesome fighting game for DS. They sent me this. So I'm like, do they want, like, all the forum people to, to think that we hate the P- or to think that freelancers hate the PSP? Because, like, all the games I got for PSP aren't that great. So, mm-hmm. actually, what... I think I gave something something as poor as a 5 or a 4 for the DS. I don't know. Anyway, um, Space Invaders Stream 2, like, I'm going to try to finish it by Monday so I can get them a review. But so far, so good. I mean, there's nothing... A lot to say about it other than, like, if you liked what they did spiritually, conceptually for Pac-Man to Pac-Man CE, or if you like how they modernized Robotron and created Geometry Wars and Geometry Wars 2, then there's no reason that you won't like this. It's it's just a matter of do you want to play another shooter, another space shooter. You know, if you don't, you don't. But if, you know, you, you got the room for that, there's really nothing much to say about this. Um, I haven't played anything else. Otherwise, I gave up on Scribble Knots. <laughs> So yeah, I sold my copy. You ended up selling it, yeah. So um, that's it. Let's uh, let's move on to our sloppics.
uh, from our little uh, 59,000 minute break. Um, and we have a mailbag from Kelly May. You may remember her as a guest on one of our podcasts when we were talking about parenting and video games. Uh, she asks, and this actually leads directly into our topic. Um, Hi, everybody. It's Kelly May. I am as much a fan of rhythm games as anybody else, but I have noticed lately that it is getting a little ridiculous with the amount that is out or that is coming out. Guitar Hero, then Guitar Hero 2, then Guitar Hero 3, then Guitar Hero Aerosmith, Metallica, World Tour, Smash Hits, Van Halen, On Tour, and she, she mentions On Tour, which is a DS version, but then there's also On Tour, Modern Hits, and then On Tour, Decades. Um, then there is Rock Band, Rock Band 2, the Rock Band, uh, Beatles Rock Band, Rock Band Japan, which I have no knowledge of what rock band Pearl Jam. That's supposed to be announced. Oh wow! See, I didn't know about that. And then Lego Rock Band. Then we have Patapon, Beaterator, Pop Music, Bit Trip Beat, and Rubo, which I've never heard about. Each one of these is a current gen title. Then we get to DJ Hero, which is 120 bucks. My personal opinion is that the developers are getting pretty blatant about just trying to get as much cash out of our pockets as possible. If you look at the pile that I've listed, and that isn't even close to all of them, then add all the track packs and the single songs you can get off of Live or PSN. Quickly adds up. I find this almost obscene, and I'm getting completely turned off from rhythm games because of this. What do you all think? Who wants I, to go? I was just going to say that uh, I'm, Activision's end of it is pretty straightforward about, like, they are blatant. Bobby Kotick has said he wants to yeah. milk these fucking franchises. Like, like so the Rock Band thing is kind of disappointing, though, because Harmonix, they didn't really see, they seem like they were going to be the ones to kind of, like, try to put a hard stop to that sort of thing, like by announcing it as a platform, putting out Rock Band, saying, you know, they're going to be doing all this downloadable content. And then Rock Band 2 came along, and everyone was kind of like, you know, well, this sucks. Rock Band just came out, you know, a year ago. And, you know, but they did improve the hardware, and they improved some of the software, and, you know, there there, there was enough improvements to warrant, okay, maybe we should buy this. And they were like, like, even I was like, you know, well, maybe they'll you know put it on hold for a little bit, and you know Rock Band Three might be like two, three years down the road. But then no, next year Rock Band Beatles, and like you said, you know we got Lego Rock Band. I don't know about this Rock Band Japan, and I guess how you just said Pearl Jam is gonna may may just be being announced soon or something. But yeah, like now Rock Band is getting into the annual franchise thing that like they were supposed to be the ones to stop, which kind of sucks, um, and. uh like it's weird that you put Patapon in this list because games like Patapon I would yeah. like not include in these type of games because yes it uses a rhythm mechanic but in a different way I think that that secludes it from everything else yeah, in this list. It's it's a strategy game that uses rhythm as its main gameplay component, but it is not a rhythm game where the object is to play along to a song and and match it as closely as possible. Right, Beater Raider is not like that either. Yeah. That's Beater Raider, yeah. Beater Raider, yeah. Beater Raider is more like Korg, yeah. Korg or uh, like even like Electroplankton and games like that, where yeah. it's more just a tool. Um, but uh, I, I just wanted like to finish up my thought real quick by saying that as like yeah, I'm annoyed by all the stuff coming out too. But as far as the online stores go, I am all about that. Like I just wish that they were supported right. more in a way that there wasn't so many games coming out, and then you have to worry, okay, is my are my online purchases going to work with this game now right. or something like that? Um, but yeah, like that's what I was hoping was that it was going to become a platform where you bought one thing and then mm -hmm. all your additional music stuff was just bought online. That would definitely be the ideal situation yep. and. Hopefully, one of them or somebody new will come along and really nail that and stop this annualizing, like, gouging of the customers. I mean, it's it it so it smacks so much to me of of sports games, and the only excuse that I can give sports games is that in in a fit to simulate reality, um, 
they, you know, I, I don't necessarily excuse it, but I, under, I understand that with technological advancements comes more opportunity to simulate reality, and they have to capitalize on that. Yeah, not, but it's been a couple of years now where people have been asking for Madden to just have downloadable roster updates, right? right? No, no, no. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that. No, that's, no. I, I know what you're saying. I'm, I'm, what I, you're not like excusing it. You're no, just, like they people should be able to have downloadable roster updates if they don't want the next game, you know. And I, you know, I think they do have that. Or they, do maybe they? At, least, I don't know. at least they used to. I know. Okay, l- let me put it this way. I only played NBA Live on the PC, and I only played it for two years, and those had downloadable rosters. However, I don't know that they were EA sanctioned or that it was on like EA's community site where people would make their own roster updates and then they would rate the players themselves. You know, so I don't know, um, but I think that there should should be that official option to just give the roster updates or even like a even turn sports games into an MMO type subscription where every year you pay like fifteen bucks or, or twenty bucks and you get and like you know what I mean? You get yeah. The, the only problem with that is update. that even with MMOs, there's still sequels. Oh, I, I fully get that, but that's for new content, whereas for a sports game, to get, like, new patches to be like, all right, well, we improved this part of the game, and we added these players to the roster, and we included this year's draft, like, that's that to me is pretty different than saying, okay, Burning Crusade, we're going to open up this whole new world and, and include this new character class for you to start over from the beginning. You know what I mean? Oh, there's, I'm not even this... talking about that. I'm talking about, like, EverQuest and EverQuest 2, which are completely not compatible with each other. Right, and that's what I'm saying, that sports games should not do that. They should have... Right. An, they, they should, should have I'm, expansions. You mean. They should have... They should be... Okay, if, if, if anything, like an MMO, it should be more like WoW and not EverQuest and make EverQuest 2. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't I don't I don't even play MMO, so I, don't, I might be talking out of my ass, which I am. But, but um, I mean, I guess the difference between EverQuest and EverQuest Two, I think I think there was a ten year gap between those two or something. Right, like that. that's a good point. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, exactly. And that's fine if they need to come out with a new game in five years because they've totally revamped it, or because you know new platforms come out. That's fine. I just yeah. think that like every year, and th- with Guitar Hero and Rock Band, like Pete said, it's like it's disappointing that Rock Band kind of went that route. I mean, I think they were doing a good job with. Guitar Hero and Guitar uh, Rock Band and Rock Band Two. Okay, so you didn't have to buy Rock Band Two uh, t- in order to get all the content that they were giving us because most of the emphasis was on the music store. You know, mm-hmm. G- songs were compatible with both those things. But now, am I going to be able to play my songs with with if if I'm a guy who just bought the Beatles Rock Band and nothing else? I'm probably not going to be able to like I don't know how it works because I, I haven't tried it because I don't want the Beatles Rock Band, but I can't play. Regular Rock Band store content on my Beatles Rock Band disc. I can doubt I? it. Because I'm pretty um, sure you can't. And that is where they yeah. really messed up. And, and yeah, I don't. I don't care if they say they did it on purpose. I I really think that that's that's like a big blow to us as as consumers. And I know that what they wanted to do was make it a Beatles experience and make it like its own product and give the Beatles their due. But I honestly think that. It's a mistake not opening the gates a little bit to be to allow people to say, "I want to play like I want to use this as my platform for rock band songs." Like if they don't want the Beatles to be playing, um, some forty one, or like, like Jimmy, Eat, Jimmy Eat World, fine. Then let us turn the avatars off and use the regular ones. You know. Then they gotta it, put stuff those in the disc. But uh, that's fine. Or 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 make us pay five dollars to download a patch or something. Well, that's the thing. You know? What if they can't? What if that would result in now uh, a second disc because they've pushed the content, all the content for Beatles Rock Band is filling the disc just in a hypothetical. I don't know if it is or not. I don't. Uh, if it, if it, then they should find a way around it. 
They should find a way around it or or or, or not have, uh, what I'm saying is okay, so an avatar really doesn't take up that much space. That, well, that an avatar doesn't really take up much space, but a whole bunch of them do. Well, how many Okay, so you're playing with Ringo Paul and who and, and those guys in the Beatles, right? There're four of them. Right, right, and they have how many? Like, how many different customizable avatars can, d- are are available in the Rock Band and Rock Band Two dis- discs on individually? Twenty. So you know, th- so maybe you don't give us twenty if they don't the, the bottom or or just give us like dummy ones at the very least. All I'm saying is that it can be. I'm sure it can be done, and like I know I'm not a programmer, but there's got to be a way to just stuff four dummy avatars. If the real issue is we don't want the Beatles to be represented with these songs, then separate the two with either a small patch. Or 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 just be able to turn off the Beatles costumes, um, or something. And I'm also sure that you know, the UI, the user interface, doesn't take that that much space either. Right. It's a maybe, it's a nine gigabyte disc. I understand that, but most of that nine gigabyte disc is in uh, the music, and there's other restrictions, of course. I mean, of course, it could be purely contractual. But it yeah. could be something along the lines of maybe they didn't want to do it half-assedly because they have a due date. They had to get it out on a certain date and things like that. But odds are it probably wasn't even a thought that crossed their minds. I, I mean, I can understand the contractual like obligations. That's one thing. That's one hurdle. I'm talking about technology-wise since we're, we were talking about the tech part. Like if, they, if, if their whole – you know, this kind of goes back to, I guess, Slunks and Pete's discussion about uh, Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2 about saying like – the company can do whatever it wants if it needs to make money. I understand that. And it's it's all about just customer expectation and saying, this is what we told you we would do, and we're kind of not doing it. We told you that we would make this a platform, and we did it for the first two years, but uh, now you can buy LEGO Rock Band. Uh, can, can, you, can we play our regular songs for LEGO Rock Band? I sure hope so. If we can, then I'm fine with that. See, I think... I don't know because uh, with Lego Rock Band being isn't that geared more towards a younger audience? Like, is is it going to have a different? I have no clue. Rating? It's geared than, toward uh, kids, and it has more. I know the mu- kid friendly. Yeah, stuff. I know the music list is geared towards kids and stuff. But like, I'm just wondering what the game rating is going to be because they might allow you to it's like E10. do the whole. It's E10. So okay, they yeah. might allow you to do the whole import thing to Rock Band too. But I don't know if you can import stuff or you. I think you can. Wait, I think I did read you could use your downloadable stuff. On the Lego Rock Band, I don't remember. If you can, way, I, I'm happy about that. If you can, I was gonna say that like Rock Band Two is kind of their their you know mainstay game right oh, now. Oh, I other found things it. Are, I found what? it. It says the game will also support existing downloadable content from the Rock Band series that has been quote identified to be suitable for all ages. Ah, so I understand why they're doing that, and I don't begrudge them that much for it. Um, I would hope that they have like a parent switch. That if Lego Rock Band's the only thing that you bought, and like mom and dad want to play some heavy metal when the kids out of the house, that they can switch that off. But I, I bet you they're not going to do that. No, but yeah, this is what I, my point is going to be: is that like since Rock Band Two is kind of their mainstay, everything else at this point is sort of like an offshoot until like a Rock Band Three. They should all these other games. They should allow importing to Rock Band Two. Now I understand why they didn't want to do with Beatles because again yes. they wanted the game to yes. sell. They wanted to have you know the individual Beatles experience. Plus they were just worried about people just renting the game and doing right. it. Right. Right. But why not package each new copy with a one-time use code to import the Beatles stuff to your copy of you know your own copy of Rock Band Two? Um, because then right. that's more what I was going for. Yeah. Then at least you if you 
want to play Rock Band 2 with all your songs, you can still play your Beatles songs. And if you want to have your full Beatles experience, you pop in Beatles Rock Band. It shouldn't be that hard or that big a deal, especially if it's a one-time use code, because then it prevents people from just renting the game um, or buying it used, you know? Like... Yeah, it, I, it seems I, yeah. like a simple solution. I mean, I, obviously with Beatles, it probably all came down to like contractual stuff, but they got to figure something else out because if everything ends up being its own standalone game where like certain songs will work with this one but not that one, it's just gonna like completely fuck up their user base on like and confuse everybody, and people are gonna get yeah. kind of mad. <laughs> My biggest issue with the Beatles is not that it exists. My biggest issue is that the trend will continue. Like you were saying, where they stop treating this like a platform that everything that they put out is not going to be compatible. Like I guess this, if this Pearl Jam thing gets announced, how that how they work with that will kind of be the tell all to to what their stance is now. Yeah, I mean, I know they have to keep up with the marketplace. I was, but I was just hoping that they'd be. You know what? We're gonna do it our way, and that's why people are gonna like us. Yeah. But instead, it's like, uh, shit. Bobby Kotick's kind of doing good. He's smiling all the time. I want to smile. Okay, we'll do it too. Um, but uh, any other thoughts on this one? No, nope. um, well, I'm pretty much nice, that we can nice burp, move nice, on. nice burp there. Al, you yeah. say something? Technically, I, I didn't get to say anything on it, but everybody knows how I feel. Uh, give, give me two minutes to, 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 to say what you want to say because I feel bad now. <laughs> no, honestly, I, I can sum it up in one sentence. I'm sure, over go ahead. Shit. It's way too much. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Um, let's take a quick break and then move on to our last thing. We're back. Uh, we're gonna hit one little thing real quick before we um, before we, we we call it a day. Um, Al, you have a DS. the answer for that problem not the DSI XL <laughs> really well, okay I'll so what is, this, what is this beast uh, well Nintendo just announced the Nintendo DSI LL in Japan and Europe and the XL in America, America. Uh, it's going to in Europe be released um, in Japan I think really soon I'm actually looking for an article on it I guess I'll pull it up from Engadget this is probably the quickest way I can. November find it. 21 in Japan. November 21st. Okay, so yeah. that's really soon. Um, the American one and the European one will be released next year sometime. They Q1 say. 2010. Q1, right. And um, so then now I don't need to look up for anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the uh, DSI XL slash LL is a larger physical size handheld system has a 4.2 inch screen i think it is yep uh as opposed to i think it's a three inch screen for the three DSI. and a quarter three and a quarter yeah three and a quarter yeah yeah so 3.2 3.25 uh it's 
I thought it was going to have bigger buttons, but it doesn't. Like, everything else about the DSi is the same. Like, the pad is the same size. The buttons is the same size. Yeah. The uh, the actual form factor is larger to accommodate yeah, the screen. noticeably larger. And uh, if you actually put it side by side with the DSi and the DS, uh, you can actually see it's like a... It's like, like a fit. It's like twenty percent larger. Yeah, it, it's fucking huge. But just visually, just visually, right? Um, according to an early report that I read uh, on Engadget when it was first announced, and I'm just going to uh, see if I can find it. But they said that the the screen is larger, but the pixel size is still going to be the same. Yeah, it has to be. So that, imagine yeah. uh, the games are going to be on a bigger screen, but they're probably going to be very, very, very slightly pixelated. Right. Because it's the the image isn't going to be directly transferred because of the fact that the... Um, the Pixels are bigger. The pixels the pixel are bigger. bigger. The, the, the native resolution is now broken. Yeah. Uh, and they had mentioned that it's really a lot larger because uh, they wanted to provide better visibility for people who use the DSi browser. Oh... Okay, interesting. Um, so it, it's really kind of like a, a browser type of thing as opposed to a game type of thing. Right. And they actually are coming out with uh, two sty- styli, if you would like to say styli. styli yeah, says. one of them looks like a fat pen, like a, like, yeah. a, like a pen with a clip on it that you put in your pocket protector. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see, so you got regular DS stylus and then the retarded DSi... A DSILL stylus. Every time I think of DSIL, I think about L Cool J. L Cool J. Yep, yep. It has absolutely no relation. L Cool J is Japanese. L L Cool Japan. L L Cool J. Er Er Cool J. Er Er. Er Er. Let's see. So there really isn't anything else about it in terms of an announcement type of thing, but we brought it up so we can talk about. It for a minute. Wait, it says it will offer a screen ninety three percent larger. That's that's almost that's like coming in close to double the screen size. Really? Wait, I don't know if that's a translation like... error. Well, I think it, it is because so... uh, according to the um, the screen, uh, I mean the the information that I have here is like a comparison between the three: the light, the eye, and the LL Cool J. Oh. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool, <Jay. laughs> um, uh, wait, where is it? I don't even well, see it. Anymore. It would, yeah, it would require us to do a little bit of math and take, you know, the the the, di- the diagonal of the screen and find the area of each screen and add it up. It, it could come out to actually, not, it could actually come out to ninety three percent larger. It just doesn't look like it. Yeah, like, mathematically, it could. I'm looking at the image on this Engadget site right here that I'm uh, showing, which is probably the same thing as what I'm what was just linked. But you can see an image that has the uh, it's an perforated line of what, I guess, the original DSi screen is. And then the other screen, which yeah, it does look like it could be almost see, my th- 50% I, I larger. Mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of, um, not, I shouldn't say amazed, but I'm, it's just interesting how taking that, um, taking the Apple approach... To this extreme, because yeah, they they came, at first you know they they had well I guess they were always doing this and I guess Apple took their approach but you know you went from the Game Boy to the Game Boy Pocket to the Game Boy Color 
to the Game Boy Advance, the Game Boy Advance SP, to the Game Boy Advance SP with backlighting, to the Game Boy Advance, but to the Game Boy Micro, then to the original DS, then to the DS Lite, DSi, and then now DSLL Cool J. DSi LL Cool J, sorry. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> it, people are going to buy this thing. I don't know. With the DSi coming out in June, I think, was that when it came out? Uh, when the DSi come out? April? Sometime in the spring. Yeah. And then this time, not even this time next year, but not this time next year, but that same time next year, before spring, they're going to come out with another DSi. Uh, I mean, who knows? Well, they it, could be getting the people who are kind of like it sitting depends, on the fence. It depends on how they how they handle it. Yeah. If they, if they phase out, then... They're not. They're not. Fa- the they're DS not phasing out the DS Lite, right? They're not phasing that out. No, they're. I think they're going to keep it as a a three uh, platform type of thing where you have the DSi, you have the DS Lite, and the DS Lite. May, they may even drive the price down, but I think that this DSi XL is going to be um, specifically marketed toward elderly people. And okay, so so they're, you think they're going to keep the DSi and the and the DSi XL side by side? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, I think, I think that it's like doable. a special edition. I think that's much more doable than trying to keep the Game Boy Advance as a third pillar. Because we're talking about advancing in platforms as opposed to just having different models on the same platform. True. PSP. Well, you're talking PSP about the PSP. difference between the Game Boy Advance and the DS? Yes. As Okay, yeah. As them trying to sustain three different things at once. Yeah, that, that was not happening. Like, oh, that's why we I will have the anymore. three pillars. Game Boy Advance owners don't need to worry. Uh, yeah, actually, like two years later, it died. So, yeah. and that was sad because I like Game Boy Advance games. Um, yeah, me too. See, now I'm debating that: do I want a DSi or do I want a DSi XL? Part of me wants the XL because, like, I actually, you know, I don't ever put the D. I well, not ever, but I rarely put the DS in my pocket mm-hmm. unless it's a cargo shorts pocket, and my PSP fits into my cargo shorts pocket just fine. So I don't need it to be that portable. At the same time, what worries me is the pixel resolution. That's what really gets me. Right. I would have to see this. Like, once it starts coming out on displays, uh, not you know, like on kiosks and whatnot, I'll probably take a look at it. Yeah. But who knows? It may not even be a, a kiosk type of thing because right. it, you know. I like that. I, like, I do like that pen. The more and more I think about it, I like the fatter pen. Yeah, that fat pen looks pretty good. Because I mean, I'm playing games playing, like, you know, know. Play- I'm sorry, go ahead. I don't know if it's really good for playing. Because of how large it is, but that oh. would have to be. I don't know. Uh, let me let me tell you what I was playing Elite Beat mm-hmm. Agents or Os Tatakai Wendan, either of those two, right? Mm-hmm. And I was playing them with the regular styles, and my hand was cramping up. So what I did was I got, um, I got a ballpoint pen and put the cap on it and played okay. it with the pen, and uh, that was much better. Hey, okay. Like my hand felt so much better because I it wasn't trying to squeeze this tiny little stylus that felt like it could break. So, um. But yeah, I I'm I'm a little torn now. Like I was gonna initially I was gonna go get the the DSI because of the 1,000 free points, and then like I figured that I really didn't care because all the stuff that was coming out in DSI where like there was one thing that I wanted, and I'm like I can live without that for like a year. I don't really right. care. But now that they're coming out with a new revision, like I, I don't know. I it just I like a bigger form factor, even though I like portability. Like I've I've always felt like when people are like we I want to shove. Like all my all my media device all, like onto my onto a cell phone, and I'm like, well, you know, size is important. Um, si- the size the size of the device can be counter counterintuitive to the portability of the device. I mean, the size of the display. Yeah, 
Like people yeah. are like I just want, I'm like do you really want to watch um like do you really do you really want to watch a movie on your BlackBerry screen, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know how the newer ones are like the I don't know if you do you have a bulb? No, but I mean curve. like I mean like they they are bigger now and I and I fully appreciate that. What what my point was like this was back in the day when people were looking at things like the Arcos, like the big screen ones. And they're like, well, oh, I want something. Yeah. It's like I want something smaller. And I'm like, well, it, honestly, if I had my way, like back then, I would have been like, I would rather keep my phone and my video player separate. Now that you have the iPhone with a big screen or the Zoom HD with a big screen, it's more palpable. You know, it's it's True. it's better nowadays than it was before. And they finally done it. But like back in the day, it was just like, uh, you know, yeah, if it I was could get a bigger screen, itty bitty videos. That look yeah, really shitty. Um, um, there's this comment on Engadget that's really funny. That pretty much sums up what you were saying just now. Guy goes, I don't get it. First, I come up with a Nintendo DS. They felt it was too big, so they came up with the DS Lite. Right. Then they thought yeah. it lacked the. <laughs> then they thought it lacked the camera and added a camera, but then they felt it was too small, so they made it big again. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little bizarre. I don't know. I mean, I, I honestly don't. I, I more and more like until the DSi wear becomes something that's you know, competent in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I the only reason that I'm looking at this thing and, and wondering which one I want is simply because there's some new shiny thing out there and I want to buy it. There's uh, no reason that I actually want it. I mean, at least the Game Boy Micro can fit in like tight jeans pockets. So if like if I'm going out to somewhere nicer than to somewhere that I'd wear baggy jeans to, like I can still use it, the, the the Game Boy Micro. This this beast <laughs> can't do shit with it. Yeah. Pete, is... are you gonna get yeah. it? LL Cool J. No. The funny thing is, like, this has for some reason this is not appealing to me at all in any way, shape, or form. But yet, I find the PSP Go at least somewhat appealing. So, well, it's a I different. Don't... I you know, uh, I know that I said hard stop at one p.m. Let's take three minutes to talk about that because that's an interesting topic you just brought up. I think it's a different philosophy, which is why it's appealing. Well, it's like the whole thing you just said about like you know, shiny new objects must you know gotta want type thing like PSP Go. I have I have absolutely no reason why I need it or would want it, but just because it was like new and it's shiny. shiny. Yeah, yeah. I was like, ooh, pretty. But, I want, but I, but, I mean, yeah. This doesn't have that appeal for me. Like, I think because they went back to it being big, it kind of lost some of its sexiness. Yeah, and the other thing about I mean, I, well, see, the thing is, I don't think it's any less sexy. It's just larger, and and like by de- I don't say I don't think by default that. Just because it's you know a bigger form factor means it's less appealing, but it does kind of take away some of the advantage that some people wanted out of an original DSi, you know, the, the smaller size. Because I think it I think some it was smaller in some dimensions than the regular DS Lite, I think. But um, uh, to your comment about the PSP Go, I think that even if it's just a ooh new shiny thing, like even if you went to the store and bought both of them, you'd still feel better about buying the PSP Go because at least the philosophy is radically different, and at least it's like. Not just DSI wear that's on a car that you're taking everywhere with you, but like full fledged like PSP games that could sit on memory. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It's useful in that respect, where you can have everything loaded and you don't have to start off buying a 16 gigabyte card because it has a 16 gigabyte chip in it already. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, maybe if the DSI wear had come out of the gate more like interesting and stuff, then this would be interesting. Like that's why I never even cared about the DS Lite is because like. It just, I mean, sorry, not the DSi, DSi. DSi. Yeah, uh, because the the DSi wear stuff just never yeah. was interesting enough yeah. for me to like be like, you know, oh, I got to have that for the you know added functionality. Whereas the PSP Go, I mean, well, with the original PSP, you could you could still download stuff, but just the fact that I don't know, PSP Go is smaller, sexier, and has that functionality all kind yeah. of 
makes me want it. But yeah, I don't know. I just really uh, like my DS Lite with the ability to play my old Game Boy Advance games because right. I like Game Boy Advance games. <laughs> you know, actually, I don't even own any Game Boy Advance games, and I never really did um, during like during the time that I've owned a DS. But I, as soon as I got rid of that, D- that slot, I was like, it's like the, kind of the whole like PS3 backwards compatibility right. thing. It's like. I may one day want to play a right. Game Boy Advance game. Exactly. Yeah, and there are plenty of good ones out there should you start. And, like, let's say someone goes to, like, a retro article and is like, oh, here are some great Game Boy Advance games. You're like, I want to play it. Wait, I can't because I have a DSi. Shit. Right. Like, I mean, I, I may one day want to play Metroid Prime – or not Metroid Prime. Uh, Metroid, Metroid Zero Mission. Or Zero Mission, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, but we yeah. have uh, gone over. Any last remarks from you two? I have a last remark. Remark. Uh, remember that lady f- who died from holding her pee and drinking too much water? Yeah. Yes. Her family Hold got your wee for a wee. A, right. Sixteen and a half million dollars her family got in a lawsuit. Oh, shit. That. Wow. Uh, Pete, any uh, last uh, last words before you walk the plank um, to work? Happy Halloween, everybody, even though Halloween was like, you know, days or weeks before you heard this. Yeah. <laughs> this is, most likely. Yeah, and this is also Halloween part two. If you went out last night... People were wearing costumes and shit. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right, well, uh, you can find this hairy beast where? XLM2K.blogspot.com. Um, I am getting something in the mail soon, and once it's installed, I will definitely start putting up videos because nice. I want to hear myself. And Are you surprising us with what that thing is? Uh, I'm not going to tell. Oh, okay. Ah. Gotcha. Uh mm. Pretoria, last remarks. Uh, find, or where can find we find me, you? Uh, what, yeah, 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 find me on Facebook.com at uh, Facebook.com slash Riven, R-Y-V-V-N. And I just wanted to mention that even though I keep talking about like checking these play- games out of my place of business, um, just so everyone knows, I will actually be purchasing Modern Warfare 2 for the 360. So you, people should who are going to be playing that should add me on 360, uh, just Riv- uh, GS space Riven, R-Y-V-V-N. So... I will own that game and be playing that. But if you are racist and or a sore loser and an asshole, he will kick you from his games. No, no, I still play. I just don't play with a headset on. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that works. That actually works perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, shark versus octopus.com. It's your life. Uh, the verses is spelled out. You also want to visit a friend of the site, Brian Fishman, at drfishypants.com. He's a doctor, and he will save your ass if it's bleeding. Or like hemorrhaging or some shit because he's man, like, my ass bleeds he's all a the time. I don't know what's wrong. My ass is bleeding. <laughs> my, no, it's my anus. My anus. I'm sorry. My anus. <laughs> I am a banana. Sorry. Um, email us mailbag at trygames.net. Uh, the mailbag is spelled both ways: M A L E or M A I L. Either one works. So experiment at your own peril. And yeah, and shit. All right. So for Pete, candy. <laughs> for Al More candy God. I've been your host Austin And we are gone No fat DS's